Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, Will Pinter, and I'm joined this evening by Richard Polly. Hello there. And um, Colin Brown. Hello there. Um, so uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about what we've seen in the article and about things that went on on FFG's live stream. So, um, Colin, do did you manage to? Did any of you manage to watch the live stream or? No, it happened uh, during our regular X Wing time down at Element, so we were just keeping up to date. Happy days. So, what did we learn from the live stream? What have we since learned from the live stream? So, a bunch of new pilots and a couple of new upgrades, basically, all of which look quite exciting. Um, so, do you want to go through it on a faction by faction basis? Well, makes sense. Um, yeah, if you want to, yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, for the first order. We've got Captain Phasma in her TIE SF. So she's an I-4. While you defend, after the neutralized result step, another friendly ship at range not to one must suffer one uh, damage or critical damage to cancel one matching result. So it's kind of like reverse bigs. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, if I'm honest with you, uh, it could be a good and bad thing to fly it with quick draw. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so, I think with quick draw though, like you still just knew quick draw. <laughs> you do, but then if you've if you've already shot quick draw once that turn, then quick draw is used in the the ability, and mm-hmm. it's a choice of whether yeah shoot quick draw or shoot phasma and force that ability as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I think you probably still just try and focus down quick draw once you've started shooting at them. It's kind of weird, like Phasma is, so the idea of it is you're meant to be keeping her alive, I suppose, by passing that damage out, but that means she has to, for some reason, be the highest threat ship in the list that your opponent wants to kill. But if she's just an I-4 TIE SF, can't you just kind of ignore her and kill everything else first? Yeah, that'd be my thought process behind it, yeah. It It doesn't seem exciting to me, you know, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know. Um, could you use it to trigger fanatical on more ships quicker? Do you reckon? Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, that sounds like something that producer Tim might think of. You know, spread that around. Uh, take shields off everything. Yeah, that seems actually quite good. Yeah, those things are horrific if they've got advanced optics and fanatical on them because they just do three hits. Um, so you know that's a really good. Um, but that's a really good like thought possibly but i mean i I do see what you're saying though um coleman and and we'll both of you like the whole point of these bigs effects to keep a ship alive is because it's the ship that you want alive in the end game because it's able to dominate against other end game ships so you know like if you've got an anakin who's got i don't know list that's never been flown but like an anakin skywalker with a naboo handmaiden next to him she basically is existing to help him get through to the end game so he can win you the match and I don't know if Phasma's going to be an endgame ship. I just can't see that ever being a thing. Not an I-4. Huh. And on that chassis as well. Mm. So have we got anything else from uh, from the uh, First Order? 
So we've got two more ships. Uh, the first one, Hollow, is one of Major Von Reg's TIE's pilots, an I-5. So at the start of the engagement phase, you must transfer one of your tokens to another friendly ship at range not to two. So that's the way, I suppose, you can either pass off a, a token like a focus or a target lock or pass off one of your strains or depletes so you can kind of support a ship or improve yourself at their expense, I suppose. There's an interesting question for you. Do your tokens count as tokens that people have on you? So could you throw somebody's target lock that's on you onto one of your other ships? Yeah, I think so. It says a token. It says one of your tokens. So I guess the question is if, if a red target lock that's on you from somebody else's your token or their token. But mm. I don't know. One for your TO, I guess. My immediate answer is probably. But <laughs> yeah, fine. Well, that's what we'll be playing until FFG say otherwise then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, quite neat. Um, it's looking quite quite an interesting chassis, that Fonrex tie. And then the next one for the tie FO is on the silencer. And it's an I2 called Rush, which is while you are damaged, uh, i.e. you have a damage card dealt to you, treat your initiative as six. Uh, that seems pretty good to me. It's kind of like the opposite of null, where it's I7 until it's damaged, and then it becomes zero. Uh, so this goes up the other way, which is quite good, I think, because I6 is very strong. Yes. <laughs> So damaged means half-pointed on that ship, doesn't it? Um, yes, yeah, yes, it does because it's four four hull two shields. So yeah, it needs to it needs to have eaten an actual damage card. So given up half points, and then it jumps to be in a double repositioning silencer, um, moving at six, which is something that first order haven't had because Kylo yeah. tops out at five. So that's a, a very interesting concept. Um, if you can manage to keep him alive on the turn where he goes to half and actually get him through the game, um, well, if he's not trapped on that turn. But it's hard to trap a silencer, isn't it? Because they can, they can go wherever they want. I mean, he, he seems like the most exciting out of the three for me. Um, the one that I'd more than likely put into a into a, a squad, if I'm honest. I mean, points yeah. dependent, that is, but I'm assuming he's going to be a low points cost at, at I2 initially. So. It yeah, gives you an I, interesting. I can't see him. I was going to say I can't see him being overly high compared to like um, Blackout or Kylo or um, Recoil or whatever the guy's called the other one. Um, so yeah, I mean I, he'll be there or thereabouts, and he'll probably continue to see the triple silencer lists. Um, whether he fits in instead of one of the generics, um, he'd certainly add a different element to that and give it an end game like a good closing ship. Yeah, it's an interesting question, I think, with the ship, is when do you try and deal with it? Because if you leave it too late, he does turn into something strong in the endgame. So, it's interesting. Cool. Well, do you want me to run through the RZ2 pilots that we've seen? Go on. Yeah. So, okay, moving on to the RZ2 pilots then. Uh, this is obviously the A-Wing. So we got. Can I, can I just stop you, Will? Well, yeah. when did you turn American? Like, I know you're French, but it's a Z. It's, a, it's an RZ2, <laughs> not an RZ2. Okay, probably because I've been playing too much X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, carry on, carry on. I can only be listening to the Gold Squadron, though, because I don't listen to, you know, that other one. Um, so the RZ2 um, uh, is ZZ Tullow, um, Initiative 5. 
So it's got one regen, one regenerating energy. After you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one energy to gain one focus or evade token. Now, I think that's pretty strong. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And initiative five for a start. Yeah. Um, and it's two actions. Um, as long as you're not getting bumped, um, you've got two actions. So, you know, one of the things about Tally and Lulu, the other I-5s, was that, you know, you're thinking, oh, put optics on, and then I'm always doing two hits. But then when it came to actually spending it at I-5, you always thought, oh, actually, I might need this for defence. I better not spend it. And this guy helps you to get around that, basically, because you always are going to spend it on offence. Um, interestingly... Um, and after you defend or perform an attack, you can spend a charge to gain one focus or evade token. So, um, can you use the second token on the first attack? No, you can't use two tokens one attack. No. attack can you? No, no, it's, it's after it executes. Yeah, it's after it's after after. And, and it's a yeah. focus or evade, so you wouldn't need to anyway. Yeah, no, it's just like if you had optics, if you could yeah. basically have two focuses, if you're all focus blank, you're still doing two hits, aren't you? If you're willing to spend them both, but it doesn't work, so never mind that. But he's really good. He's really yeah. good. Uh, I-5, you know, I, I'd, I'd expect to see him somewhere around Lulo's point cost, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be That'd really be surprised. Uh, I don't know. The the extra gun gets costed quite high. Like, the extra red dice and Lulo gets costed quite high. So he might just slip in between where Tally and Lulo are points-wise at the moment, I think. Okay. And then the other one we've got um, is um, Ronif Balerio. Um, he's at initiative two, and while you defend or perform an attack, if the enemy ship is in another friendly ship's turret arc, you may spend one focus token from that friendly ship to change one of your eyeball results to an evade or damage result. Again, not too bad from an I I two um, the ability. Obviously, that's gearing more towards flying it with other A wings or other turreted ships. Because it says in your t- friendly turret arc. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, sorry. Um, I was just saying, Colin. We were talking about this um, on Tuesday when it when it came out, and he's going to synchronise nicely into a lot of the um, the resistance builds because, um, like, he can spend if you've got, say, for example, like a Venny or or anything really with perceptive co-pilot. Um, he's basically got all of them focuses that he can use as well. Um, so you know he can be sitting you can hang him out in front of stuff um and then he can be spending those focus tokens quite happily um so he's he's gonna be i mean i'm not sure if he's better than the existing lower initiative ones and it is a bit kind of squad builder you know it's you need to build your squad for him to get any value so he might actually be quite cheap um but we'll see i mean did did we really need more a-wing pilots though yes no, no, but it's good that we've got good five ones. or six A wings in. Um, I'll be honest with you. You know, it's, it's more pilots than most, and I've got producer Tim on the on the group chat going, "Yes, yes, we do." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think you're right. There are a lot of ships that don't have as many viable pilots as the RZ two A wing has. Um, it's got a lot of viable pilots already, and there's a lot of ships. We talked in the last episode, the last couple of episodes about some of the chassis have got one valid pilot um, or two valid pilots. And some of them, like the RZ-1 A-Wings, have only got two named pilots at all. Um, and then here's the one with, you know, five viable named pilots who are, or four or five viable named pilots. I'm getting another two. So it's a bit weird. 
But you know, it, it, we talked about it when they were first announced, and it all comes down to the fact the chassis is so good and competitively priced. Like you can p- put anything on it. Like Tally's viable mainly because of i five rather than her ability. So ability, it almost doesn't matter. But I think this Ronis Blario guy is quite good. Like, he definitely synergizes with ZZ, the other pilots that's been announced. Because if, (laughs) you know, she gets the extra focus, that can be spent by Ronith as well as her. Uh, And as Rich was saying, you know, sometimes you get that horrible role with optics where it's eyeball blank. Ronith kind of has a way of getting around that. And generally, there is a spare focus knocking around in a 5A wing list. So I think he looks pretty tasty. Yes. And and producer Tim said that he needs a green ranger to finish the set. So there we go. <laughs> he, he's, he's got his final ranger. <laughs> I was just um, looking at the other um, resistance. It's one that's going to come out in the card pack um, as well, which is the Paige Tico in the bomber. Um, so she was a gunner crew before, I'm going to say, that allowed yeah. you to drop additional bombs and rotate arcs and stuff. So I, I played with her a lot as a crew quite like her so she's coming out she's an initiative five bomber um which is uh, a bit a bit spicy um got all of the stuff that the bombers have got she's not going to be as hardy as Venny, but her ability that they've just spoiled is after you drop a device you may spend a charge to drop an additional device and she's got one recurring charge um so it's interestingly it's device not bomb so she could be dropping two prox mines on top of the same ship that lands behind her um or she could system phase launch a bomb and then drop a device out the back um, as well. Um, so, you know, there's a, an awful lot of area control and coverage there. Um, but she's definitely going to burn her bombs faster <laughs> than, than any ship ever before. Um, particularly, I think, if you put mines, if you get mines on her, like cluster mines are going to come out. And we'll probably come on to those a bit later. Uh, so cluster mines are going to come out. Um, then the, um, the prox mines as well as having, you know, standard bombs, ion bombs are coming out as well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if she gets any table time. Um, she doesn't look as good as Venny to me. It doesn't look as good. Um, but it'll be interesting to see that if that amount of front-loaded bomb damage that you're capable of just, you know, having a turn where you just annihilate something um, by dropping a ton of bombs on it is is going gonna, is gonna to work, basically. Well, I mean, we, we've got Swarm. That's an issue at the minute. I don't think it's an issue, but you know, some people class it as an issue. That that can do a lot of damage, right? With swarms about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and bombs don't get you can't block a bomb. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. So, keeping on the resistance theme, then, um, and we're switching slightly to an upgrade, but we've got the Astromech in there for the resistance, the R1 um, J5. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's made to go with a fireball, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's three energy. Whilst you have two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform actions on damage cards, even while stressed. After after you repair a damage card with the ship trait, you may spend one energy to repair that card again. So that is really good, even without anything anyway. But when you look at um, the fireball and its ship trait that really sinks really well, and you're getting rid of that crit straight away. Almost. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a funny one because it it doesn't allow you to um, 
repair the bad crits that you can't repair. So the damaged engine type ones, the permanent effects, um, because it doesn't allow you, it allows you to take an action to repair it even while stressed. And then if you do, you can spend a charge to repair the card to, to remove the actual damage card as well as getting rid of the crit. So you need to be able to get rid of the crit. So it's still, and there's not a huge amount of ship crits. Um, there's a few. Oh, there's no, a lot. I'm yeah. getting them mixed up, aren't I? There's I a load of say. ship crits. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting them the I'm wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was getting them the wrong way around. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's good because it is, you know, purely just going to be um, going to keep my, keep my ship alive because um, rather than just repairing that, flying off and repairing the crit, you're repairing the crit and, and you know, losing the damage. Um, and potentially that could be the first damage that, you know, because you deal a damage card to the fireball when you deploy it. Um, yeah, so you get to pick the crit as well. Yeah. So, you know, you could just say, I'm going to pick this ship crit i'm gonna reveal it by slamming turn one and then i'm gonna immediately repair it and get my hull back and you know lose the negative um because you know you can slam if you reveal a damage card i've got no damage cards to reveal so yeah. it's quite cool with stuff like loose stabilizer because you yeah. do you say you get the damage from loose stabilizer which repairs it and then you you use spend a charge to take off the damage you've just taken so it means loose stabilizer doesn't doesn't do a damage to you anymore if you have this equipped, which is quite cool. Oh yeah. So after you repair a damage card, you know you take the damage and then repair it. So you would yeah. So you take repair. the damage and then you you've repaired it. So then you repair the face down damage card you've just taken, so it goes away. But right? you're still repairing yeah, so a face you, down damage card takes it off your ship. Yeah. So you you net are on the same damage that you were on before. Yeah, so basically. You essentially, didn't take damage from the crit. Yeah. Yeah. So you you take one, which is that, and you turn it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it works. It's good. Cool. Does the, is the ion one? Does that say repair the card, or does it say something else? Uh, no, it's when you activate, you get it, and you repair it. Oh yeah, no, you repair it. Yeah, is no, that you how flip it? it. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, let's wake you. Well, while you're finding that, mate. Um, Kazuda Ziong, uh, Initiative 4 pilot. While you defend or perform a primary attack, if the enemy ship's initiative is higher than the number of damage cards you have, you may roll one additional die, and that's on the fireball. What do we think of that? That's weird, that, isn't it? I mean, like, they've worded it really funnily. So, like, they always start with one damage card dealt to them. Yeah. So they're always going to... You're always going to get the extra dice, pretty much, yeah. Well, no, you're not getting it against initiatives, um, Agility Zero or Agility One ships um, to start off with because you've got to have more cards. The initiative. Oh, the ship's initiative is higher. Ah, okay, got you. So if it's two or above, I mean, against an I-1 Swarm, then fair enough, but anything above an I-1 Swarm, you're always getting an extra dice. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I guess that's really good, makes them good at... um, chasing down aces and stuff, or at least making him effective against aces. Yeah, um, yeah it's, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, once I mean, they, they, they... This is the proper first reveal of the fireball with that as well, so yeah. explosion with wings. Yes, after you perform a slam, you may expose a damage card to remove a disarm token. Um, so, yeah, you do have to be damaged in order to remove the disarm token. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's a, it looks good. Um, I think the six-hole... Uh, well, five effectively whole 
Um, it, we know that five hole behind two agility is difficult to kill because we've seen what Torrance can do. Um, so I think as with Torrance, this is uh, the fireball's going to come down to price, isn't it? Um, we might just end up seeing one ship that is you know competitively priced for for points, or we might see a couple. Um, be interesting to see if there's a generic. Yeah. Um, I mean, just extra, extra dice is good, right? Like, Rick saw play, Blount sees play, Lulo saw play before he was priced out. Like, I imagine this thing will see some play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we've got other pilots, but we don't know their abilities. Um, so we've got G4R, G0R in the Skyke. We've got Numlom, which is Initiative 1 Jumpmaster. Uh, Callus in the Ghost at I4, Vagabond, um, who's a striker pilot, I2, Lieutenant Paulding, uh, Lahouz in a tyre theft um, at I5. He's the guy that killed Akbar. Um, you know, so we've got lots Leia. of fans coming. We just don't know what they do yet. So Yeah, yeah. Leia's Initiative 5, apparently. Ooh, so. No. The, the only other thing, really, the big reveal that we haven't talked about is the S-Foils for the B-Wing, um, yeah. which was the, uh, I think is probably the thing that we're probably going to end up talking the most about, even though we've left it to the end. Well, that's, <laughs> that's why we left it to the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just crazy good. Like, um, I mean, I'll, I'll read them out and probably get them wrong. So um, I'll start with the smallest one first. Um, so S-Foils closed, stabilised S-Foils closed uh, for the B-Wing. Gives you barrel roll into a red evade or access to a red reload action. Before you activate, if you're not critically damaged, you may flip this card. Okay, so that's closed. Um, so interesting that you have to not be critically damaged, which is a new thing over the other S-Files cards. Um, but then open, which is uh, a bit longer, so bear with me. Um, gives you barrel roll into a red target lock, uh, which is important. Um, and then it says, after you perform an attack... You may spend your lock on the defender to perform a bonus cannon attack against that ship using a cannon upgrade you have not attacked with this turn. Uh, before you activate, if you're not critically damaged, you can flip the card. So there's quite a bit to unpack there, but, um, well, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think of that, Will, when you first hear it? I mean, I I like the, I like the open side. Um you know, uh, I like the fact that, especially with this, because you can be getting the re-rolls anyway with certain pilots with the B-Wing, um, then you're not going to spend that. Um, you're not going to spend that lock anyway. So you're not too bothered. So it means you, oh, with, with some pilots, you're automatically getting a double attack, aren't you, realistically? Is that fair? Yeah, I mean... It the, the the barrel roll into the red lock, my first thought was Ten Num's gonna love that because he gets his quasi focus from being stressed. Um and then he's got his lock, which he can use to have a double modded attack, irrespective of the cannon double tap. Um so there's a, a an interaction possibly with um FCS, um, although the rules lawyers are currently out on whether it'll work, um, which is that if you've got a fire control system, you can get a re-roll on your first attack and then spend the lock to generate your bonus attack with your cannon, um, which if it's a red fo um, a red target lock that you've taken in your Braylon, you're then getting re-rolls anyway, um, possibly without needing to use FCS for Braylon. But there's like maybe some weird jank. I think they did that on the FFG stream. 
Um, although rules lawyers are obviously saying, well, the rules say that you can't do that. Um, and like people are pointing out, as Jim going, well, FFG said you could. So um, it's not rules as intended versus rules as written. It's, you know, game is designed versus an error in the rules. Um, it's something weird about when the aftermath step happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, to me, it looks really exciting. And I mean, it's, I, I think... I think the interesting thing about these is going to be the points cost because confederations on Rebel ships to date have been free. They've been zero point upgrades. Um, and if they make something that allows you to double tap, so notionally here you can do a primary attack. So a B-Wing can equip two cannons. If you can either do a primary attack and then follow it up with a jamming beam, which currently is a free upgrade so that the next attack is hitting for free um, or hitting into a, a, a tokenless opponent. Um, or notionally, you could open up with a jamming beam cannon attack, and then if you strip tokens, great, um, because after that you can then hit them with a HLC, um, or you could notionally tractor them into your HLC arc um, with your first shot, and then HLC them with that. So there's a bunch of different kind of double cannon jank attacks, and a lot of people on the internet who are B-wing fanboys have said it's just fallen into the theme of the ship. Um, it's what they were designed to be in in the world. They're supposed to be these <laughs> terrifying weapons platforms, um, and this is allowing them to to do that. Okay. Well, someone's got to make up for their uh, pretty poor manoeuvrability, even though in the films they're manoeuvrable as anything. So, or the cartoon. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other the S foils close side I quite like as well. You know, the white roll into a red evade action. Um, it's not too bad. I suppose it, if you're running away, I suppose it could be helpful. You know, if you're not, because they're not, they're not yeah. always pointing at the target. You know, it makes Braylon. Yeah. And I mean, you look. Both. Go, go on. on, Rich. Go on, Cole. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you go because I've been talking too much. Go on. Uh, it makes Braylon and Ten both quite tanky. So, Ten will basically have focus evade, and Braylon will have rerolls in his evade. So. I think it seems quite good. I think I prefer it to the open side, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It, yeah. I mean, you can open and close them, mate. So, you know. Oh, yeah, unless you're critically damaged, which is interesting. I suppose they feel they can do that on these ones and not on the X-Wing ones, because on the X-Wing ones, like, you can stay get stuck with less red dice, whereas the B-Wings can't. So yeah. that's where the difference is, I suppose. Yeah. Cool. Um, and, and there was a there was an I five B wing pilot spoiled as well. I can never remember her name, um, but we don't know what her ability is. We just know that she's going to be an I five. So that's going to be an, another new dynamic for this. Well, interesting you say about like the red dice there. Um, and if Rich hadn't cut me out, it would have been a great segue. Uh, people losing red dice. Uh, we finally know what depletion token is. Yeah. 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 So obviously we've got a red token there that reduces your dice by one when you attack. Um, uh, I mean, removing it is pretty much the same as a strain. You know, either you do the attack or you do a blue move to remove it. You know, so it, it, it's kind of how we thought it was going to work, right? You know. Yeah, it was one of the it was one of the couple of theories that I'd seen anybody give any credence to, which was that it was going to be you know, the the attack version of strain, and it is. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good, though, because it, again, adds interesting choices, and interesting choices are what make this game fun. So, yeah. 
I like, I like it. Moon Song was the name of the B Wing pilot, Rich. That's her. Yeah. Sorry. And you've also got Fifth Brother at PS4 as well on a, a different thing. Um, Cluster Mines, they're back. Yeah. We don't know what they'll do other than their one charge. So you drop one set and um, we don't know what they'll do, but they'll probably be similar to the where before, I guess, because Prox Mines and Connor Nets were similar to what they did before. Um, but they are good. You know, if you can drop a set of cluster mines directly on a big base ship, it, it really ruins the day. So it'll be interesting to see how that shifts the meta because people have to start learning how to fly around them again. <laughs> and um, switching on to the article then, um, we've got loads of new different things, loads of new obstacles and different ways of playing. Do you think we're going to see everything in the article coming into um, uh, OP, or is it just going to be? Is this going to be the funzy stuff? Come, you got to guess it's funzy stuff. OP haven't tended to stray from anything other than like your standard six obstacle, hundred point, two hundred point dogfights. But you could see stuff come in. It would be interesting. Like one of the cards in the obstacle pack says that. Oh, uh, gas clouds start um, giving ion tokens, you know, which is something people posited that they would do when they were first announced. So it does make them a lot, you know, just, that's a really big penalty for going over them. And a lot of people don't like how gas clouds don't really have that big a penalty. So that might be adopted or it might be introduced, say, in round three of a, I don't know, of the system open. Gas clouds will do that, and in other rounds they won't. There's lots of interesting stuff they could do, but I'm not necessarily sure they will. The most interesting thing to me from the article, looks scanning through it, almost is the fact that one of the gas clouds looks bloody enormous. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's six uh, th- six different obstacles or whatever. Um, uh, sorry, nine asteroids, three debris fields, and three gas clouds. And the gas clouds are different shapes to the previous ones. And, yeah, they do. I mean, the, the existing ones are already big. But this is, like, another level of of huge. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, uh, just to, to pick up on your last question, Will, the, there will be probably some events um, and probably some OP events where they'll start running, you know, side events or, like, instead of running hangar bays on day two of the system open or whatever, they might say, all right, we're going to do a, a Minoc infestation um, uh, environment or we're going to do a comet tail environment or we're going to do a bombardment whatever um, and then you know that just changes how you have to deploy your obstacles and what the rules are around deploying them and then a few additional little rules in the game and it's like kind of saying your know, as high as fun something that's very similar to you know 206 um, but that just is a little bit different enough that it gives you a, just a change of pace so I think it's a great thing. And controversially, uh, do we reckon we're seeing this added to maybe get a bit more of a buzz around the game again? And because obviously, last two three months, it it does seem to have dropped off. You know, even like like listening to other podcasts and things like that, and seeing it around the club, it does seem to be tailing off a little bit. Um, do you reckon that's down to Christmas? Do you reckon that's, you know, the game's a year old now? What, what, what? 
do you reckon these are going to infuse that enthusiasm back into people? I I think that the game at the moment is in a lull because everybody's waiting for the points change. It's running up to Christmas. There's no big tournaments now until post points change. So now you know a lot of people are taking an opportunity to just cool their heels and play something else. I think this will reinvigorate people after Christmas because you know the points change is going to come in. These are going to come in. There's going to be a bunch of new stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they've very deliberately targeted these, the time that these are going to arrive at both this obstacles pack and the um, the aces pack with the new pilots in. Um, I think it's been very deliberately timed just to all coincide with a big a big New Year surge when everybody gets their their Christmas pennies to spend. Cool, Cole. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I've not been that interested in X Wing like for the past. You know, month, few weeks, just because there's nothing new. Like, there's nothing really interesting going on. There's not been a new wave for a long time. But all of this new stuff looks exciting. So I will be excited to play again in January with the points change. I think that will go away a long way to explaining if there has been a bit of a lull. Early on in January, right? 9th of Jan is when we're expecting the points change. Yeah. So, apparently. <laughs> so, with a bit of luck, obviously, when we come back after the new year... We'll have lots to talk about, lots of points change, uh, lots more excitement. So, on that note, um, I don't want to timestamp it, but I think we've all got the midnight release to go to, or some of us have got the midnight release of uh, Star Wars to go to, so uh, we'll get this uh, episode wrapped up. Uh, So it'll be goodbye from Rich Polly, goodbye from Colin Brown, goodbye, and goodbye from me. Until the next time on the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Ta-ra.